0: Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs and producers from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, with none other than one of our star resident DJs, Mm Miss DJ Spitfire. Spitfire, how's it going this evening? I'm fantastic, Darren. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just... uh, glad we're getting this opportunity to get you on camera finally, and let our DJ sessions fans know Mm -hmm. a little bit more about you and what you've been up to lately. And, uh, you have definitely been up to something, some things, (laughs) many things as of late, not just between, you know, not just here in the Seattle area, but also going back and forth a lot to P town PDX Portland and stuff. So, um, Thank you for coming on the show and taking the time to talk with me this evening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, also, uh, I did do a little stint in Vegas as well, I recall, recently. Yeah, and uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. and Scottsdale, in Scottsdale yeah. Arizona.
0: That's right. We uh, we took the mobile <laughs> sessions on tour, and that was one heck of a trip. Some really great stuff came out of that trip, and it was exciting <laughs> going down there with you on that and playing the Vegas Strip for the first time. Okay. In the truck, way. and now we're gonna have another truck down in that area that's yeah. closer to Vegas. We won't have to spend twenty four hours in a truck nonstop. And a down.
1: box truck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you were sleeping in the back most of the time. Sergi had to hear me yeah. talking the whole time up front.
1: On, on the way there, but on the way back, I tortured myself the whole way home with you. I was like, yeah.
0: absolutely. Well, hey, um, you know, you have a short bio on the site on your page on the site, but that bio doesn't tell us how long have you been DJing for.
1: Well, I am a musician, um, so I play six instruments. And let's see, when I was 23, I got the itch to DJ. Um, I am 44 now, so it's been that long. Uh, I was pretty much addicted the first couple of years, but I haven't actually been a DJ artist professionally um, until the last like three or four years. I've been uh, promoting mostly before then.
0: And you were promoting with some of the more notable crews in the Seattle area. Um, some true, yeah. good old friends of ours from over there, at uniting souls music, and you've worked okay. with a number of other crews as well. And you, you kind of started as a did you you started as a resident in the Seattle area, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I actually am from the Bay Area, and okay. so I I moved to snowboard when I was uh, like nineteen to Colorado. So I'm an avid snowboarder, yeah, and uh, I moved back into Seattle when I was like 22. So um, yeah, I I did not dance, and uh, you could have never told me I'd ever be a dancer, but pretty much everything I have is because I was a groover. I found dancing, and I found uh, house music is really what it started with. Uh, Yeah, and so I get excited about things, as you know. So uh, pretty much what I'm excited about, other people are going to be excited about. So I really utilized that and put it on the market for, uh, started helping DJs get gigs and uh, eventually throwing parties and hooking up with, you know, Ramiro at Uniting Souls for uh, 10 or 12 years. Um, And I also... um, was on board with uh, shift dubstep and bass drop. And, uh, you know, I started baseline Betty, which was an all girl, female DJ crew. So yeah, we've got a lot of little projects going on.
0: What do you think the most, if you could take one story that had been your most, the most inspirational to you, uh, of being, of, of making that transition of going from promotions in a sense to DJ, or even from traditional instruments, making music, so all that to getting you into DJing, what would that one inspirational moment be?
1: Well, I think uh, this is a really old story. Um, it, I, I understood house music when I was in the Bay Area. I was 17 and I went to a rave when they were actually raves. You had to call a rave hotline number. And then it <laughs> gave you like this other number. And then, had, yeah, it was like, so, but uh, it used to be called, well, I, they might even still have it. It's called The Gathering. And so uh, DJ Garth and Yano through that. And so uh, back when it was totally renegade, totally out in the hills, and it was in the uh, East Bay Hills of like Livermore, California. And uh, I heard Garth play for the first time, and he played 20 minutes, it was like some rendition of like 20 minutes to Disco Glory type thing, um, which is a track of his. And I was in a tent in a VIP tent talking with friends. And I heard music in the background. I was like, Oh, this is good. You know, and I still talked. and I was like, Oh, this is really good too. You know? And so we were kind of like chatting and kind of dancing around a little bit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really good. And then he dropped all of the parts together. He basically like constructed and deconstructed all of them together. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the same song, you know? So uh, I really looked into, I really paid attention after that to DJing and I love so many different kinds of music. I was like, Oh my God, you can play all of these different kinds of music together at the same time. I don't have to like, cause I was like, Oh, do I want to play the bass or the, you know, do you like the piano more or whatever different, different instruments? So I DJing and rec- records records. Like my cousin was a DJ when I was young, like really records and mixing records together was like, Oh, Oh my God. It was like all the things at once, whatever I want, whenever I want them. So no vinyl DJ. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, my my personal moment, and you know him because he's kind of both a cur- close personal friend of ours, I've known him for a while, a uh, Seattle hometown DJ who's gotten quite big over the years, was going and seeing Donald Glaude at the Underground oh. in the U District for the yeah. first time. I had never been to a nightclub like that, let alone had I ever seen a DJ, DJ like that at 18 years old. And it literally <laughs> blew me away. And right there, I was addicted. I mean, Yep. Totally addicted and then started going to NAF studios after that. But it was every Friday night and Saturday night. We started at the underground and Donald will be playing there. And it just, it just, that just said, this is where I want to be. This is what I love. And then the dancing on the floor, the people, everyone coming together <sighs> at that time. I don't remember there being really any, um, there weren't there may have been crews. there may have been popularity, but I didn't know anyone in the scene. So it was just me and my friends and just going there and having a good time. But you would see people from all different walks of life coming and hanging out in this electronic music vibe, and when some of the first raves and and were being thrown in Seattle, and there wasn't a clickiness to it of this is what it looked like, and this is what it should be like. It was just everyone coming together for this awesome party. And and having that. Well, I experience.
1: think I, I think that was beyond just Seattle. Although you're right. When I was so when I moved mm-hmm. here from snowboarding, um, and I I was a huge clutch. You could have like I was a hard rock, heavy metal girl snowboarder. Um, and actually uh White Zombie, uh, there was this like you know, song it was like, I want you to get up and burn it next in your head. And it was like the electronic music parts of that. I was like, oh that really actually made me want to mix. That's what actually really got me inspired on mixing. And that was back on the radio when there was like uh AK 1200, it was like a drowning. And that's when, you know, like every everything was on the radio. But I mean, when you go to a rave around that time, I went to DJ Dan's birthday in LA. There was literally 50,000 people at the Orange Show. And I mean, it was just before 9 11, it was just a different world. Like uh, we're the youngest of the old schoolers. These kids nowadays have no idea like what it's really about, like the what plur actually means or whatever. But yeah, when I, when I came back here and uh, I, was at a, All my friends were DJs. My cousin was on the Carl Vincent uh, um, a Navy ship over on the other side of the water, and he had nine roommates in a one-bedroom apartment, and there was a little place, I don't know, what the, name of the, I don't know the name of the place, but uh, Hitmaster was the DJ playing, and he played uh, last night at DJ Saved My Life, and I had been watching people bobbing my head for a couple months because it was really not it was kind of foreign to me and I danced to the first time for last night of DJ save my life and that's what the music felt like to me. And so I started uh, anywhere I could get in, I get in where I'd be, like I'd go and I'd go dancing. And I just I had to actually start dancing only four days a week because I was just getting <laughs> I was getting a little, I was dancing five, six days a week. I was like too skinny. I was like, whatever. But that's because I was dancing. I started being, uh, I started getting paid at last club, club and at the down under and, uh, different, different places. I get paid $200 a contour to be the first girl on the dance floor and the last girl on the dance floor and pull people on stage. And I was like, okay. I'm doing that anyway. So really that's how promoting came about. It was like, it was, you know, pretty much that I was, I was dancing and I was excited and I just danced all night long. So
0: what do you think the most important thing that a promoter can do for the DJs, they book at their shows and are most of them doing a good job with that?
1: Well, the most important thing a promoter could do for a DJ. Hmm. Well, I mean, You have to give everybody's good business is good business for everybody. And, uh, whether it's personal or, you know, at the club and really we have to have the tools. So the DJ speaking as a DJ and a promoter now, um, really you're wasting the, like any, any place you can get in on, you know, tagging and mutually saying that I'm going to show up here and. You know, like showing your presence, meaning like click going to the event, (laughs) share the event, but also, uh, you know, also like having your bios and pictures and stuff like that ready so that the promoters, but the promoters, they really need to utilize all that information. They've got all this music, they've got all the opportunities. So really, I mean, anything that you do tagging, you know, like now it's a different world now from when we were coming up, like before I was at Kinko's all flipping night cutting out flyers, I put every poster up and every in the rain and in the snow, I would be there with shameless, like recess with Dan, it would be just him and me pouring down rain, putting out posters. And I was like, um, but it's a different world now. So nowadays, you know, it's really online communities and, you know, Instagram stories. And so nowadays it's really like uh, taking footage of what you're doing and sharing it with people and tagging people and, you know, kind of cultivating and supporting um, uniting souls, for instance, I know that we have outlasted, they, you know, they, I'm, you know, I'm technically, you know, but, uh, definitely I barely made it to our own nights on time. Um, I would get to our shows at like 1230 the I have, because I would be out at everybody else's nights, supporting theirs. And, uh, all throughout the week, I would be like, this is what you need to hit up. And I was shouting out everyone else that was doing amazing things. Cause they're, you're right. Seattle was There was like 20 shows a night, like like, there's like 10 shows a night. And they were like eight of them were fantastic. And you couldn't decide where to go. That was, you know, before 9-11. So, um, you know, that it's just a matter of we rise by lifting others. And, you know, that works, you know, interpersonally with the promoters and DJs, but, you know, giving them the tools to do that. And really these days you got to get on the Instagram stories or like, you know, Facebook stories, you got to share. So. And
0: being at all these events over the course of the past years, Who's been the most inspiring person you've ever met backstage? And tell us why that person was such a a huge inspiration to you.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Um, (laughs) We've been to too many shows. I
1: I know. I'm like, I've literally thrown much less like gone to like, I've like thrown hundreds, hundreds of shows. And I've been so lucky. Like I've had so many amazing people. Okay. So inspiring wise. Well, okay. Like backstage. All right. Well, uh, I mean, okay. First of all, Donald is really like and so. When I first started coming out, um, uh, I hung out with the first person that that ever. So when I was in that dancing phase and I started going out and meeting people and such, one of my girlfriends uh, was dating Donald, and so. Uh, some of the first parties I ever went to were with Donald a lot. And so I was like one of his regulars. And so um, I first ever danced on stage and kind of became snobby about it. Cause like, I like was not going to get smashed down with people anymore because I, because he brought me on stage at the nap, you know? So, and uh, that was, these are like the first times I ever danced. So, um, but Donald really, and I, to this day, he's still a really good friend. I still bring him to Portland to go to shows um, and keep in touch, but um, some of his ethics and some of the ways he does you know he he's known as the hardest working DJ in show business, and I don't think I want to be known as the hardest working. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, God bless him. I don't have to work that hard, but but his diligence, um, like one of the things that he did, which is was like monumental that always sticks with me, is um, and I used to make fun of him, and then I had to apologize years later, is that at the end of every show, he goes and he connects and he takes like five, six, he has a certain amount of people. He goes and after every show, he like picks five people out of the crowd, unless it's a huge crowd, he'll pick like a few more, but he connects with them. will not pay attention to anyone else except them. And he just, you know, thanks them. And he totally connects with them. Um, and I used to totally make fun of him. I was like, Donald, Donald, me, 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 you know? And, uh, you know, I heard his essential mix from 2005 because this is back then. And I was like, Blown away! I just realized I had no real value for how amazing of a DJ he really actually is. Like, and I was just like, "I am sorry for making." F-. I was like, "That is, it's brilliant." And and what happens with those five people when you connect on a real level is those five people are then going to go out and tell everybody that they know, and they're going to tell everybody that they know how fucking Kate Donald is. And besides that, he also remembers everybody. Um, Ramiro also remembers everybody, which I'm like, I really am trying. I meet so many people. I really am trying. But I saw Romero, uh, placed him and a girl, they, this was a couple of years back. They couldn't figure out where they knew each other from. And out of nowhere, you know, they were like, Oh, I don't know. He was like basement party after hours, like 15 years ago in LA. Like he told them, I was like, shut up. No way. And they were like, Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the personal that they care so much and that they're that present and that they connect with people like that. And it's really that's really what it's about. It's about. Conne- I mean, we're all here to connect with people, and it's that's it's it's really inspirational. It's really the diligence they have in being able to do so. So, yeah.
0: if if you could host an event of your own without any limitations, uh-huh. what's the five things that would have to be at that event?
1: Any event you do, there are some corners you can't cut. First of all, i never yet played on the voice sound system, but let's talk about sound. Uh, I think the reason that all of us are DJs is real, honestly, like, it's not even about the size. I mean, definitely having the more people, the more merrier, right? It's like more people to vibe off of. It's like, it, cause it's a reflection where we're feeling it. And then you guys are feeling it and it's like, it's back and forth. But, uh, really, I think that we all worked so hard to be a better DJ so that we can get on the next better, greatest, better, bigger, louder sound system. So <laughs> while, while I appreciate silent discos, because that's more of a community vibe, um, the first thing I would have to do is I, I, I even have to, I, I played on, I have played on some amazing top tier Festival sound systems, and um, I still—I'm not even sure which one I would say is the best so far. But the sound would be one of them. Uh, the place, the location, like the venue, would definitely be the other one. And if it was like anything I could do anywhere I wanted to in the world, uh, well, in the world, I'd probably do something in like Greece or something, you know, but <laughs> some island somewhere. But uh, it would definitely be an outdoor, and it would definitely be summertime, and it would definitely uh be like i don't know, there's, there's some places I really want to go to and things I want to check out like you know I want to go ch- I don't know if I'd say a visa. that's a little commercial but like maybe like an island in Thailand with the world's best sound system and <laughs> um and uh everybody gets a year over the water with like the glass bottom <laughs> something like that so uh but yeah like there's um uh yeah I think I'd say two stages only probably actually. And I'd say, uh, yeah, and I, and if I could no limits on it, I'd have uh, cabana boys and I'd have all my friends flown out from everywhere. And no, <laughs> but, but really, uh, so sound and people that are there working the venue or the event, uh, you can't, if you have a horrible, rude people that are not interested in you being there, your event's not gonna do well. And if your sound sucks, no it doesn't i mean you can have the best sound in a whole and they will come if it sounds good so um you need to have the sound you really do need to have and and you also need to have you know clearly space but to vibe and like do so so you know it's like So i just say those those are the things venues you know you need support from the management you need people who want you to be there doing the things so i don't know i don't have five i don't (laughs) i i I throw a lot of festivals and events. I'd have to say base coast is something to strive for, but if anyone's ever been to base coast, it's run by three women and it sells out at 7,000, 8,000 people, but there's room for, you know, 12,000. So there's plenty of room. They've got astroturf on a stage so you can dance until you fall on the ground and nobody steps on you or is mad at you because it's Canada. So nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: how do you balance your DJ career with your other obligations in life? Cause I mean, you kind of are full time on both of these avenues from what yeah. I see online and, and what yeah. I know as a resident DJ on yeah. the DJ sessions. But how do you, how do you work that work-life balance? Uh, I mean, is it work-work balance? Cause you have to have life too, right? right.
1: Well, yeah, but well <laughs> uh, I'd have to say that I decided, like I said, I've been, I've actually been a promoter for 20 something years mm-hmm. and I've been rising, lifting other people up this whole time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get excited about things, that part has been work, but I'm already really organized and, um, you know, like motivated. So it's just, you know, I'm always doing 10 things, you know, 10 things at once. My fingers are in the sand, as I say. So I'm always like, you know, whatever you do now, I'm still, it's, it's doing something that serves later. But, uh, I'd have to say that, I decided about three, like COVID is really messed up. The whole quarantine thing has kind of got my time frame off here. But, uh, for three years before COVID, I was the first time I ever was investing in myself, what I've been putting into other people for 20 years. Um, and so I became a profe- I was like, I, I was being, a, you know, I, I've been DJing this whole time here and there. Um, I would throw meaning like I throw shows, um, I'd get bookings and I throw shows, But like, if I'm going to be able to have anybody play, do I want, I'm not, you know, at the time, like there's much better DJs at the time than I was. So um, I didn't really have the time of day back then to invest in being an artist. I was just a business person. Um, So it it served everyone and myself just better. Um, Finances and money and being stable are also good things. And so I've, throughout the years, gone back and forth between um, putting all my, all myself into shows. Um, I did that several different times with Uniting Souls. And we would make a ton of money, but then it put a lot of pressure on the shows and it really kind of changed it because it was like, we needed to do this. Now we needed this. And it really kind of, for me, didn't, I didn't have the love and passion like I did before to keep going on some of this stuff. It was just, it was more stressful. So I've gone back and forth between the nine to five thing and living my purpose and all that, but really becoming a DJ, um, deciding about, you know, it's like four years ago now, something like five years ago that I was like, I am being a DJ. I'm a professional DJ. This is what I do means that, um, you know, I make it look easy or whatever, but it means that, um, I am not drinking all night. So I don't, I, I had to find ways to relate without any of drugs or alcohol or anything, because I'm going to go and I'm going to go to three, ni- three different nights a night. I'm going to go to three different clubs and go talk to people and I'm going to look good and I'm going to be straight. And I'm going to connect with people um, because if I am out there drinking and getting sloppy or whatever, it's a waste of my energy and a waste of my interactions. So I'm out there. Um, I, when you, when you see me out, I'm working. So, so, you know, it's like, so there, it is a lot of work, um, but it's for the first time I've been investing myself and it seems to be working well, but really, uh, yeah, I finally have gotten myself to a place I needed working and DJing, working in anything. I mean, you've been, you've known me, everybody knows me running around. Like, I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I'm going. Uh, but I finally have reached a place where I, have been working to get for so long where I have able to work from home and I'm able to work remotely. So we are going to be in Europe later this year and I'm going to have a laptop and I'm going to be working here and there, but I'm going to also, yeah. So it's been trying to get the work, the DJ part, which is work, but the work that I love. I've been, mean, you know, so yeah, it's been a tough so, balance. But,
0: I, I think yeah. you you are definitely one of the more, in more of one of the more inspirational people to myself and keep me motivated in what I do. And you've seen, that same transition that I've gone through of of changing my work life balance up and saying, I'm going to go focus on this over here. Stop doing these things in my life that help me raise up and go up. And, and, you know, it can, the party life can suck you in. Uh, We were having a conversation, you know, about the difference between a party person and a partier, you know, the, the one of the two, I don't know which one I just, I was telling my mom about this the other day, you know, which one of the two is looking for the party in life? Which one is just looking to go ahead and have fun and can have fun, but also maintain self control and not let it affect their yeah. life or their overall thing? Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I you've definitely seen a transformation happen with me there. And so when you say you know pre-COVID three years, you know you stopped focusing on this. Wasn't that you didn't stop focusing on other people? You just said. I'm internalizing this and going on me now yeah, yeah. You, know, I said, and, I, you know
1: every everything i've been putting out there i was like because i've been i have i am notably i've you know been able to myself and other people i've worked with i've been able to uh totally blow up a lot of other people's careers and really help them out <laughs> and you know been using my connections to just it's you know just every all around connect the good people i know i've been connecting the good people i know with the other sick people i know and it's worked out so you know now i have some benefit from that but i really um, it's, it's also, there's been lots of times though, I'm, I'm like, my priority is I'm being a DJ. I know this, I'm, I'm a DJ. I'm, I'm working, I'm a professional. This is what I do. So there are those times where friends are having all their things or doing this stuff. And I'm like, I'm already booked, you know, like, which is great. I, like, I love, you know, I, but I, you know, I'm a DJ. So I love it. I love, I don't know why I have to share the music I play with people, but like, I have to play music for people. And that's so, so what it is.
0: And would you say that out of all this time that you spent, have you made a lot of friends in the electronic music world, or would you say most of them are more business contacts?
1: Well, I mean, I think that, I think that good business and, you know, good life are, I think that friendships and business are the same. So that's just me meaning um, that, you know, integrity is, you know, there's, there's lots of ways you can do business and there's lots of ways that you can interact with people, but um, I definitely think that the people that I tend to work with are people that have values and have integrity and that keep their word and, uh, are consistent with their actions. And, you know, they like, aren't trying, you know, like they're paying all the people they're getting paid, but they're also paying all the people. And they're, you know, they have, there's they're concerned about the safety of the people and their stuff. And, you know, they're all, they're booking your, you know, you have a set ready for you when they say you will. And, you know, they're following through on, on what it's going to be about. So, um, I feel that I connect with people on values. So, I mean, it typically it's been lately anyway, too. It's been, um, it's probably more friendships and then business because I think I utilize, I think when I'm really stoked on something, I tend to lift up the passions of the people around me. So, uh, like my most current crew, for Negades, um, we were just friends and we were all playing music together and I really pushed for them to start, uh, playing with me. I, you know, I got one of the DJs naked, he's doing great. He's got like 1500 Twitch followers in the matter of like six months. And he's got like 50 people to 75 people easy. That's not trying like on a, any show. And he streams like three or four times. I mean, he's just blown up and like, I got him DJ, you know? So it's like, so there's, we, I kind of really got us together. I was like, let's do this. You guys are playing we're starting a crew let's go you know which I've done to a lot of people I get bossy and tell them they're doing this whether they like it or not and I know they want to (laughs) but yeah I think it's I guess it's probably more friendship that um and then you know the I just am all about people living their. you know like bringing up the passion the things people are passionate about and bringing it out of them and giving them a space to express that so yeah
0: and you know over that time, you have played a number of events, you've been on stage, a number of different places, done a lot of different things, helped a lot of people break out of their shell and get up there. Have you ever been scared when you, while playing an event
1: Oh yeah. Like I constantly, yeah, I constantly, um, like to, I, I talk a big game. Sometimes I get, I get really excited about things. Um, and meaning, you know, I've, I've had several times I had to get my ego checked, I'm sure. Um, but I'll put myself in some, I'll through whatever means because of the connections I have or whatever, I have put myself into some really like, like great, just stellar opportunities and shows. And then right before I go, I, and I tend, it's kind of like getting tattooed. I tend not to think I, I forget that I'm like, Oh crap, this is going to hurt. You know, it's like, and I just like, like, as I'm, it's coming to down where I'm going to go on, I'm like, what am I doing? You know <laughs> and um, thus far, uh, I, I think that pressure. I better. I must be better under pressure. I'm super thankful, like whatever. I'm super thankful. Knock on wood. Um, uh, that thus far, I have re- been able to play some of my best sets and, and rise to the occasion. So I've just decided that I will continue to do so and uh, put myself in ridiculous situations <laughs> uh, and keep just rising to the occasion and. Uh, I'll have to think about it twice the next time that I don't rise. But I mean, I think I've gotten, I've been getting my ten thousand hours of mastery in for a while now, so hopefully I can make it float. You know.
0: So, Absolutely. And okay. so, do, do you, so. DJ Spitfire is your stage name, yeah. but you're also known by Jen Jiggity I uh, in in the, in the in the normal everyday life. Do you become a different person when you become, when you go on stage, does DJ Spitfire persona take over or do you become a different person when you're off stage or is Jen Jiggity and DJ Spitfire synonymous with each other? And what you see is what you get.
1: Uh, uh, You pretty much, uh, you know, I'm the business. I don't know. Let's see. I'm (laughs) pretty, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm, I've been told by, every boyfriend I've ever had that I am the most consistent person they've ever met. So, uh, I am a lot and I get it. I have a lot. Jen jiggity comes from my really unbalanced, excited younger years. Um, because I get jiggity, you know, like, but, uh, and I, I think, I'm, I think I'm smoothing out in my age, you know, so <laughs> it's a lot easier, but, uh, I really am. I, I find that I'm like, uh, a lot of people see me, um, I like, I am really focused on the music. I just, I'm, I, like, I can't, it's, it's I, I'm a tech geek. I'm, I, am i am really focused on the gear. Um, it's, you're going to see me up at the front with the boys, um, problem solving and, you know, making things work. And I just, I, I really, um, I'm just, especially right now, I'm just on this one where it has been wonderful to finally be able to do what I want to and have the music sound like I want it to. And now I'm just starting to produce. So that's a little frustrating. That's what I've been doing with my time too, <laughs> learning something new. Um, I'm learning a lot of new things, but, but I think that, um, I'm always a good time and I and and I'm always positive and uh really I like don't put up with a lot of bullshit so I think that's like on stage and off stage I think that's pretty much pretty much as long as everyone's being uh respected and uh allowed to be who what around me then I think everybody's having a good time you know so
0: absolutely and um let's see um you recently started producing correct yeah, very recently. Like Very uh, recently. Yeah. Um, how was yeah. that transition? I mean, you were obviously making music, playing instruments in your youth, and then you got into promotions, and then you got into DJing, and now you're producing. What Do you feel there's a, a difference between the two in the sense of things? I mean, of course, one, you're playing music, the other one, you're creating music, but... Um, what challenges have, what, what do you think one of the, one of the top challenges that is making that transition from DJ to producer or just starting out producing is in, in to you?
1: Well, I was never really interested in producing many years ago. Um, I'm my boyfriend and many people would be like, we're talking, we're talking many years ago. Like I've been around so long that there used to be only like acid 3.0 sound, sound forge <laughs> 3.0. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like, yeah. And it was like some blocks on a screen, which honestly I still prefer <laughs> to make my bass lines with it's like, <laughs> it's still in the blocks, But uh, yeah. Uh, like I'd have to say that and because Uh, a lot of the access that you had and a lot of the refinements and a lot of like now there's software for everything and you can really get all the sounds. But then on top of that, I mean, every each each part of you know, making a song or mixing, just like just DJing. There are, there is DJ homework, as I call it, you know, there's track maintenance and file maintenance that you have to do. And, you know, and then your mixes, there's like, you know, you get your mix mastered or whatever, but then there's like, you know, when it comes to producing, you got to like, you know, put it all together, then you have to mix it down and then master it. And it's all these, and each of those things you could just dive into completely. So I'd have to say that like back a long time ago, it was like more of like the bait, like, and it was so hard to get timing right on stuff. Cause it was like, you know, DOS and like mouses and whatever and stuff. So for me a long time ago, and, and I've just, i am always so busy. My it's, it's more productive for me to be out with people and doing things. But, uh, like before it would be like, I'd be like listening to somebody go dink, 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 dink. Ding, dink, 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 ding, 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 like the same part for over, over, over again. I was like, "Put your go, so on." I was like yeah. So, I mean, that really, I had no interest in that. Um, and I think that I've always been working so hard on the DJing and stepping my skills up that, uh, really, it's I like and there's so much music out there, you know, like so I, I really. Uh, I've worked really hard not to be pegged into a corner. So I work really hard to, I am actively booked for every genre that there is. This week, I'm playing uh, my first bass set, actual bass like, you know, like 140 BPM. So I'm playing that on Friday, uh, Thursday night, I'll be playing like a ba- you know, bassy as fuck, uh, tech house that, you know, so it's like, I'm, I'm playing breaks the week after that. Um, you know, so I'm booked all over the place. So I have finally, thankfully gotten to a point where I have collections of, cause I, I know my sound and I've like really, I'm like, Oh yes, I get to play this because when you're looking for music, you find really sick music or you get, if you get bored, you can go into a different genre and kind of, you know, gather all that. So I've been doing that. And now I've gotten to the point where i really know what sounds i want and like i like i can't get enough of them like I've, I've been finding this like next level of like i'm all about the sub bass like no matter what it is but then also i like all the glitchy sounds and whatever and so i want more of them and so i'm like why am i waiting for this music i can make it so it's gotten to a point where you know it's, it's easier to do ableton's a really hard program about eight years ago i was pissed that i couldn't make music come out of my speakers i tried to hook it up and i like was like what the hell there's the ins, the ins and outs aren't ins and outs and they're gonna mean something else and people told me I had to take a tutorial and I was like fuck you Ableton you yeah, like, <laughs> know so uh yeah I'm finally to the point that I at, at all I could I I'm actually in the background all day I, I just am thinking about the music that I want to make um and really a lot of this is time management with everything but like you'll find you know when you're whether you're first DJing or whatever I mean for many years, I was like, keep the records away from me, you know, because you're so addicted and everything else falls to the wayside. And it takes a lot of time. So getting myself in a position now with, so with DJing, I finally am to a point where, um, appreciatively, you know, I DJ so much. I don't practice much because I'm playing so much, but, uh, you know, like we're producing, it's just I'm just learning a fully different, it's a lot of time. And so, um, and I've I've just been studying all, thankfully I'm surrounded by so many amazing gifted producers and artists. I mean, I've been being inspired by the company I've been keeping and that's something I worked really hard for as well. So um, just the transition in that is just, like really, and actually working from home too, has been a lot of time management is like, and, and being able to get in the mood to do what you're supposed to do when you need to do it, when you have the time. So um, balance, balance, as always, it's balance and time management has really been, <laughs> been the thing. So.
0: So after your long nights of playing all these awesome shows that you're doing and it's time to go get something to eat after the event, what it be pizza or hamburgers for you?
1: I am 44 years old and I look amazing. I am not eating pizza or hamburgers at five o'clock in the morning or whatever. (laughs) I'm like drinking a protein shake and, like, you know, trying not to have a drink. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm really trying not to eat just before bed right now, Darren. (laughs) It's like every time, like, balance is everything. It's been a rough one. Yeah.
0: Totally understandable. I know, but sometimes if that, if if like Dick's was open, and uh, for those of you don't know, Dick's is our local hometown burger. place you know getting some dicks at like three in the morning is always good but or i'm also more than like the 13 coins 24 hour let's go get some yeah. and muscles you know and yeah do i that. would say and, 13
1: coins over dicks for yeah some. i would think <laughs> co- <laughs> <laughs> um
0: if you had a writer or if, if you have a writer in place or have you ever thought about creating a writer or contracts when you when you book gigs and if you right, do uh-
1: yeah, go for it. Uh-huh.
0: I was gonna say, if you do, or if you have, or if you have been thinking about putting one together, yeah. what is one of the most craziest things that would be on your writer?
1: The craziest? Yeah. Well, I would say before COVID, I had a writer um, uh-huh. and th- COVID has just changed the world so much as far as DJs go. It's just been, uh, and what, and the things, you know, it's just a new, it's like, everybody's a DJ, you know, maybe not everybody's a promoter or they think they are, I don't know. Uh, So, it's really changed where things are at as far as like what the options you have. So you put up with a little bit more, the craziest thing I would have on there would be, Oh, I don't know. Crazy. I'm like, I am more concerned about the gear more than anything, the equipment, um, that I'm playing on. But, uh, you know, that's a great question. I never thought about like what I need in the, I know I would want, um, I would definitely need, uh, eight. No, that's a little much Four. I just need four of, um kind of like Quest, the brand is Quest and they're chocolate peanut butter cups, okay? <laughs> they're keto, keto chocolate peanut butter cups and for <laughs> that brand. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, and like, you know, a six pack of like some Diet Dark Pepper, that's as crazy I I don't know.
0: Awesome. I'm
1: not, I'm not really trying to hang out in the green room that much, so I don't know. <laughs> and uh,
0: and when, when it comes to events and, and writers, when you look to book shows, do you have a specific size of show that you want to play? I was, I was speaking not too long ago. I believe it was Colette and Pete Moss. And they definitely said that their style of show they like to do is a smaller event, a smaller kind of space. They don't, they don't want to do 5,000, 10,000, yeah. 30,000 people. I mean, yeah. of course, if they got booked, they, they might take it. But they like yeah. those small, intimate gatherings. Do you, going back to the days of the C-Sound Lounge, a uh, club yeah. that we used to hang out at back yeah. just yeah. The, the smaller clubs where it's maybe 150 or 200 people. Do you like those smaller environments than the bigger environments or are the bigger environments, something you really want to aspire and play more to?
1: Um, I think that bigger environments are, I have played uh, for I want to say like 800 people before that's the most probably I've played for, which is a lot of people at one time. Um, so that's, that's, that's cool. You know, I'm not, haven't gotten beyond that yet, but, um, which it's, it's really great. It's really fun. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different energy though. Um, I don't think I would want to do that. It's something that's like you should do, but like, as far as living that life, I mean, Um, there's, I like to connect with people. That's the whole point of, of everything. So like, I'm trying to breed more intimate interactions with others and, um, it's so much more fun. Like I like festivals and venues or events and such. Um, I'd rather have a packed out vibing little spot going on with everybody and pe- people that are by all means they become your friends like I know like I know Colette I've actually thrown a Colette show you know or you know like but you actually um, it's really cool how like um, like Doc Martin I'm about to be playing with you know for the Uniting Souls 25 year anniversary and I totally you know Doc's played for us lots of different times but it's really cool when um, they're just people and you get to hang out with people and you actually form relationships I know people um, as as a a supporter, I know, um, like Sam Binga. I'm one of his Seattle girls. You know what I mean? Like, there's like he's like you know, it's like I don't even I don't even know I'm, I don't even know if he actually does my name, but um, I've gone to see we've gone to other cities and said hi to him, and he's like Seattle girls, what's up? You know, it's like yeah, whatever. So it's really cool to be, and it's it's just so much more vibier and satisfying when everyone is getting down in the venue, and it's a little more intimate. Um, I feel like the larger shows kind of breed a different kind of uh attendee a little bit everybody and also everybody um i just this last weekend Claude on stroke had a sold out uh, show in portland at the north warehouse and uh, i played a sold out white party at the north warehouse um it's you know the, the yearly white party or whatever and it was so crazy and off the hook because it's like how you know it's like a sold out warehouse huge vibe and so everybody just was like oh it's a warehouse party let's get shitty and so everybody was just i mean out of control and like when i played that party don't tell anybody, but I like, I left at like 1am. I was like, I'm going to go get a sandwich or something. And I like, told it was, a, it was a little much for me. Like, I mean, I, you know, I can kick it still, but like, I, I, I figured out I'm an empath and it just gets really crazy. So, um, I really do like it. It's great to do once in a while, you know, like, it's cool. But like, even at festivals, like base coast is about the biggest I really like it, it's because, you know, seven, 8,000 people because then it's still big enough that like it's like that's a lot of people. But at the same time, you still can connect with people and still find your friends and still, you know, it's, it's like you don't quite need a bike. But yeah, it's like you know, I tend to the smaller. Yeah, like 3,000 people are my favorite. Three to 5,000 people festivals, events, probably. I like over, I like, I tie like a little more than 100, but, uh, you know, I don't like, TV, under 200 is good, you know? So, yeah, something like that.
0: Awesome. And it, and- if there was one person that is not in the electronic music business that you know, but deserves to be put in the spotlight, like as this is a this is a great person, I know who would that be to you, and why?
1: <laughs> ah, that does like any person, like random. any person. Ah, uh, God, I get so tired of telling him how great he is and how much I love him. But, <laughs> but, uh, actually, uh, my friend Nathan, uh, he's actually the head of of Renegades. Uh, his DJ name is, uh, he is a DJ, he is a DJ, but like, besides that, um, his DJ name is danger man.
0: Danger <laughs> he man. Also,
1: yeah. He's also one half of a duo uh, called danger kid. So He's the danger part making <laughs> uh, Um, Nate works really, he's, he actually, I, I, he's one of my best friends and, um, I really, he, for what he does for community and people around him is, um, as well as, uh, he's, he's a full-time music teacher living in the United States from Australia. Um, I think he's from Brisbane and he was part of the Auckland Orchestra. Like I just found this out, like the actual like orchestra you know it's like whatever and he plays the stand-up bass i was like what like yeah i've known him for years i'm like i just found that out i was like what the fuck i was like your hands aren't even tough what the fuck and it's like he's like such uh an orchestra guy like he's, he's like that's refined hand you know he's like yep nope It's like so uh but yeah he what he just is very present and he's the sweetest guy and really loving and he really uh goes out of his way to you know he people come to him left and right and he's busy with work and you know with his own aspirations he's an amazing producer and he really still puts himself out there and is there for people and he really um remembers others and like you know remembers them and like connects with them and and really is supportive and sweet and he's able to do it in a like in know the you know a way like with me i I think I'm just getting old. I can't remember people. I don't know. But like, but really, um, he's really smooth and sweet and it's really easy for him. And that's something that I aspire more towards. So um, I would probably say Danger Man is really who needs to shout out. He's uh, he's just everyone. Everyone loves him when they meet him. He's really easy to get along with. And uh, he's super supportive of everyone. So he's going to go far.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. Is there now we know that you're a resident DJ on the DJ sessions and we know you got tons of shows, more things lined up. Our lineup's gonna be coming out there because we got yeah. the mobile sessions coming up. We got the uh, we got the silent concerts coming up and we're looking forward to seeing you out at those. We're live streaming all over the place. That's gonna be going yeah. back on, on everything. We are planning to go overseas for the first time. Have you ever been out of the country and done anything out of the country?
1: Yes, I have. I've actually been to Amsterdam. Oh, and I okay. have yeah, yeah, it's I have one of my favorite places. I love it. I love it there. Yeah, it'll be fun. I went with a girl last time and At night, it gets a little bit sketchy for girls in Amsterdam, because I think there's just a lot of machismo going on. So I'm actually stoked for you to be going, for me and you to be going because I'm going to fucking, I don't have to worry about her being safe as much or whatever. But yeah, I'm looking forward to connecting. Uh, They actually played my drum and bass in a store in Amsterdam. So yeah, they put on my mix and I was like, I'm playing in Amsterdam. But yeah, I know I've been to Berlin uh, with Massimo da Costa. Um, That was amazing. And Paris, amazing. Um, I think that uh, I wouldn't want to drive in Paris. (laughs) That's what it looks like. That looks pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. uh, After after the passing of my parents, I actually went and visited a friend in Belgium. So um, yeah, I was able to like tour around there. Poland. I went to Poland. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: we're looking forward to everything you have coming up this year and for the future. Uh, Where can people find out more information about you and what you got going on?
1: Well, there's this really, really great site called uh, the DJ it's the djsessions.com and I am DJ spitfire. That's DJ underscore spitfire. Yeah. Um, but also you can find my sound clouds. you can find me everywhere as DJ underscore spitfire. If you look me up, I'm also that Jen Jiggety girl. So you might see that on there too, but you can definitely find all my music with uh, DJ spitfire
0: for sure. Awesome, Jen. Well, thank you. Or DJ Smith by her, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> we're friends, we're homies. I can call you Jen, right? We uh, know each other
1: a long time. <laughs> long
0: time. Thank you so much for talking with me tonight on the virtual sessions. We're looking forward to seeing everything that you're up to out there. I know you're just out there really kicking some ass and taking names too. And yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get you out and, and get you down on that Vegas Strip, get you down to Arizona, obviously work more to get some more international world tours and all that fun stuff with the DJ sessions. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm stuff. actually
1: playing in California. Uh, coming up, I'm playing in LA uh, DJ Venus is hosting me down there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I'll be going to LA and uh, actually I got a gig or two lined up. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tour later uh, ho- before October, but like this summer, like for a month or something. So I'll be down in California. I'll be around. Yeah.
0: Awesome. We're looking forward to it. DJ Spitfire. Thank you so much for coming on the DJ sessions and talking with me tonight.
1: I really appreciate your time,
0: Darren. Yep. Hi, we'll talk with you soon. All right, bye. On that note, don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere out there. TikTok, where you can see my wonderful cooking videos, because that's all that's going up there right now. But this (laughs) is, I'm Darren, and that's DJ Spitfire on the DJ Sessions, presents the virtual sessions. And you know what happens on the DJ Sessions? The music never stops.